Welcome everyone to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we are going to be talking with Elizabeth Hanick. I am so sorry I mispronounced the last <laughs> name. Um, thank you for joining us today, Elizabeth. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. So, Elizabeth, um, if you can tell us a bit about yourself, um, your story's quite an incredible one, and I believe you've used everything you've gone through to find a way to help others as a result of that. So, if you can share a bit about that, that would be great. Awesome. Absolutely. So, um, we, we're going to take it way, way back. So, when, when I was little, like back when I was eight, I remember... Um, like I never felt like I fit in. One time I went to the doc, my mom took me to the doctor and he looked at her and he looked at me and then he looked back at her and he said, she's fat and she needs to go to Weight Watchers. And it was from that point on, I felt like I just didn't fit in. So instead, and it was already hard, like, you know, kids are not the friendliest. And so going to school, they already pointed out that I was a little overweight and I swam competitively. So I was in a swimsuit um, at least once a day going to swim practice. And so it was constantly put in front of my face that my um, body was not like everybody else's and it was a little overweight. Um, And so then by the time I was a sophomore, I was close to 300 pounds and through that time I had built up such a low comp well maybe broken down my confidence so I had such a low confidence uh self-confidence about myself that I had gotten into uh, multiple abusive relationships but at this time when I was a sophomore in college I was um in a in an abusive relationship I was living in my car I was working two jobs and I was going to um to school and um I was sitting in the computer lab um, working on my final project for interior architecture and I felt like I peed my pants, like I literally felt something wet and I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like my life is miserable and I can't even control my bladder. Um, But what ended up happening is um, one of my classmates took me to the health center on campus and they left me in the room for probably 30 to 45 minutes and I had no idea like I I took two pregnancy tests but there's this thing when you're in college if your stomach hurts and you go to the health center they tell you you're pregnant if you're a female so I was like yeah okay great so after they told me that they left me in there and the next thing that I know is the EMS are knocking at the door and they're like all right come you're coming in the ambulance and I was like, wait, hold up. I have to go to work. Like, I'm working two jobs. I have to go to work. I'm not going, I'm not leaving with you. And they told me, they were like, well, you're in labor. And I said, hold up. So they, <laughs> what is really going on? So they took me to the women's hospital. I got there and I was so terrified. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was living in my car couldn't even take care of myself what in the world am I going to do with like another human being so I got there and the lady was like at chicken she's like do you want us to tell anybody I guess there's an option you don't have to you can tell them not to let anybody know you're there and I was like don't tell anybody so they took me to the room and um I was in labor for 24 hours and they took an ultrasound they said according to the ultrasound she was six weeks early 
and uh, after 24 hours I delivered a healthy baby girl I was not healthy I was in intensive care I had high blood pressure from the whole situation and um, so I was in intensive care for a week while I was there um, the nurses at the hospital they called churches they knew my situation Um, they got me in touch with social services so I had some the hospital let me rent a car seat Um, there was a two ladies from the church brought like bagfuls of blankets clothes diapers it was just amazing to see how people come and they didn't even know me so I was that first of all besides the fact that my body like made this human and didn't even let me know was weird but then to have people actually care when I've been put down the majority of my life and just not even know me enough to but still doing something for me was um looking back at it it was it was pretty amazing um but anyway so I was I had my daughter I was in an abusive relationship I didn't know where I was gonna go I finally found a place and um eventually my dad got involved he saw I had a knot on my head and it came from um her father and so he forced me to file a restraining order and um at that point I was scared for my life because I had put charges on him and I just knew he's gonna come for me and he tried a few times um and it took about it took about a year after the restraining order was filed for me to actually be able to separate myself from him I had to move to where he didn't know where we were which was sad for me because I never wanted to take my daughter's father away from her but obviously I have to look out for her best interest so right fast forward um when I was like oh I'm the only person that's gonna be taking care of this child and I don't want her to grow up like I did I'm gonna have to like start taking care of my body I'm gonna have to be a good example to her so I started practicing healthier habits I started taking her out for walks I changed how I ate but the biggest thing and it what took the longest was not the weight loss so I lost 150 pounds that wasn't the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge was the mindset shift and actually knowing my value and then also taking it to another level, not just knowing my value, but being able to be happy in the mundane, like the normal everyday life. Um, and so that is what I help my clients do now. I, I have people come to me and they're, they're successful. They, um, they're CEOs and they're, they're doing well, but it's, there's a part that's missing and it's that part where okay every like your our lives are short so we need to make sure that we're having fun every day whether it is just going to do a crazy TikTok with your daughter or <laughs> you know just going and just having a cup of coffee and laughing whatever it is it's important for us to slow down enough to actually enjoy our lives instead of just working our tails off and then at the end of it waiting working till retirement um, so the combination of finding joy and improving our health, both mentally, physically, um, is, is what I help people do. Okay. So I just have, um, one other question. So considering everything you just shared with me and my listeners, um, and everyone has that like epitome moment where, oh, if I don't do this now, my life is never going to be the same or it's going to get better or something along those lines would you say um giving birth to your daughter would 
be that epitome moment for you to try to change your mindset in a way absolutely and and it took a little bit longer than I would have liked but um I and I tell her like she she's 15 she's about to turn 16 in a few months she gets on my last nerve but (laughs) (laughs) I mean I get on her nerves too that's cool it is what it is but I tell her all the time like you you saved my life had I not had you I probably would have been dead on the side of the road it's just it's just facts and so and I knew and this is I know that a lot of people may disagree with it but if I would have known that I was pregnant I would not have had her because I did not want to bring her into a situation this situation that I was living in so and it was covered it was covered by God for me not to know because I even went and looked for um, a Planned Parenthood location. I printed out, so back in the day when I was in college, we had to print out the map quest or whatever it was and follow the directions. I couldn't find the place. So I know that she was, and I tell her because she knows the whole story. And I'm like, but you were meant to be here. Like you might not have been planned, but you were still meant to be here. And so for her to acknowledge that and for me to realize that this chick is gonna be looking to me for everything. She might not like everything that I do, but she's still gonna, like, I'm going to be setting that example for her. Right. So, um, trying to think of a question, you know, questions about my forte, really. (laughs) Um, With everything going on right now with the pandemic, do you find it more important than ever to help people understand their worth? being in isolation right now or quarantine or just in general? Without a doubt. Um, I have actually taken mine to a whole nother level, my mindset shift. I've really, and it's really challenging being um, on lockdown, especially if you don't have like, you don't have that positive energy around you. And so to be able to dig deep inside of yourself and be like, hey, I'm pretty cool myself. Like I don't need anybody else. Once you hit that point, it's everything else is just an added benefit. So once you're comfortable with yourself, once you love being around yourself, it's like, you're not, you can never get away from yourself. So you might as well start loving yourself. Right? So loving yourself and then anything else on top of that is like the cherry on top. Right. And, um, speaking from a personal experience, um, like I've had this optimistic um, perspective pretty much my whole life, but and I'm even in high school I'm like, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. But in all actuality, I did really care what people thought because, as far as they're concerned, I was the goody two shoes and quiet. And um, I'm like, why can't I just fit in? But um, it took me um, I'm 25, probably two or three years. 20s into my 20s to actually be comfortable in my own skin so I can understand the whole trying to get acceptance and validation and everything but at the end of the day you just gotta love who you are and not care about what other people think because there's nothing wrong with you isn't that an amazing feeling when you actually acknowledge that what they think is really irrelevant as long as you're walking in love and as long as you're doing things from a good place, nothing else matters. 
just as long as you have a clear conscience and you're doing what you feel you're supposed to be doing. Uh, look, nobody loved, not everybody loved Jesus. Who cares? You know, it is what it is. But you have to make sure that you are doing what you know is best for you and in turn is going to help other people. Because when you're taking care of yourself, then and only then can you help inspire others to do the same. Right. Which is exactly why I want to join my podcast today. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll think of some other questions. Um, Where are you at mentally with your whole whole mindset? I mean, obviously it's an awesome mindset and you're helping others see their worth, but like, where are you at with your lifestyle, career... I am, I mean, I have my challenging days. I am, (laughs) I am co-parenting with um, my ex-husband with a six-year-old and that has its challenging times. I'm raising a six-year-old and a 15-year-old in my, we have three girls in the house. It's just us three. And so um, I get, I get worn out and, but it's, it's not that it's not gonna happen, it's how quickly you can flip it back to where it's supposed to be in regards to how you perceive the situation. So if you're gonna sit there and you're gonna feel bad about it, like for 24 hours, if you know, give yourself an hour, feel the feelings, and then keep it moving. All right. It's all about um, how you react to the situation. Absolutely. I think is what you're saying. Absolutely. And it's not even, okay, so you, you don't want to react. You always want to act, right? So if, if something happens you don't like, it's very important to take a step back and just woo-saw. If, and if you get mad, if you get upset, that's okay. We just want to make sure that our feelings, our emotions don't cause us to react. So take a step away, take a step back take yourself an hour and go cry it out go punch it out if you need to go to the gym whatever it is and then you can come back and then you 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 know you release those feelings anger whatever is built up and then you can look at the situation differently you can shift your perspective at first you're gonna have to feel those feelings you're gonna have to acknowledge them if you don't and you bottle them up then it's just gonna it's gonna implode or explode eventually so there's no point in trying to hide the fact that you're mad you're upset you're sad those are all okay it's just how you manage them right because they can get far more worse if you hold them in and i'm speaking from personal experience (laughs) you and me both don't do it it's not healthy it's not healthy for you like physically it's not healthy for you mentally emotionally and it's definitely not healthy for those around you they can sense it like my my daughters they already know i can go home not say anything and they'll be like what is wrong with you i didn't even say anything what are you talking about i already know what's wrong what happened i'm like jeez i don't want to talk about it (laughs) Like, Mom, you're not lecturing us. What's going on? Right. Why did you not come home and yell at me for not taking out the trash and putting the dishes up? <laughs> you're not acting normal. That's just a glimpse into what my home life looks like. It sounds like a pretty normal <laughs> life. It's just what happens. 
And then if I go overboard, like if I come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. My 15 year old's like, Ma, can you just chill for a second? Like, no, <laughs> I told you this two days ago. She's like, just like, just go do what I told you. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. Kids are stubborn. <laughs> Especially teenagers. <laughs> The good thing, one thing that I am grateful for is at least she's she doesn't do that with other people. Like she, the only person she does that to is me. She won't even do it like with my mom. She won't do it with uh, her godparents. She's just it's it's just me. And so, granted, I don't like it. Granted, it's not a good thing, and um, it is improving. But I'd rather her do it to me than like be in school and pop off at the teacher and then I'd have to beat her or do whatever, you know, because <laughs> I tell her all the time, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> she's like, no. she, uh, she started uh, sitting in the back seat sometimes because she's like, mom, like, I'm, I'm going to do it. You just like keep being fresh. <laughs> so you can't reach me back here. <laughs> okay. I can stop the car and get out. You are not in control of this car. Oh, that is funny. She um she definitely she saved my life, but then we also kinda like we had to grow up together because I was not mature. I, I mean I was mature for my age, but I was not mature enough to be a mom. I guess I was because that's when I got her, but we definitely grew up together I had to grow up really quick and um, so that's what was happening when I was raising her and I know you said um, the people in social services and the church helped you did you have anybody else in your life helping you at all so I had gotten kicked out of my house because um, I, I was living with, with well I had an apartment got and I turned the key in in the wrong place and so I got evicted so I couldn't go and get my other apartment because it showed an eviction and so I went and stayed with my mom well my mom and I got into an argument and my mom was like just leave and so that's why I was living in the car and that's why I told the hospital I was like don't tell anybody because we were in the same city and so when I left the hospital so the baby was already a week old we found my quote-unquote boyfriend found some place for us to stay for a few days and then finally I went to my mom's house with the baby I called her and I was like I have somebody I want you to meet and I hadn't talked to her in like four months it's like I have somebody I want you to meet so I walked up to her door rang the doorbell and I was carrying the car seat and she's like what is that <laughs> it's a baby <laughs> and I said, and she was asleep. The the baby was asleep. I set the car seat on the counter, and she had the energy or whatever it took. She had it to get her out of the car seat. But by the time she got to the couch, she passed out. Luckily, she made it to the couch with the baby. But she was like in shock. So when she came to, she called my dad. She called my brother, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you guys have to come over to the house right now." And I'm like, so then we had this made this whole ordeal everybody's at the house okay so my dad my mom my brother and then she proceeds to call my aunts my uncles and i'm like can we 
can we just cut this conversation short? I didn't want to do all this. I was just trying to let you meet your granddaughter and then I'm going to leave. And so <laughs> after that, because she knew my living situation, after that, um, my dad actually lived about 30 minutes away and my dad's lease was about to be up. So we were able to um, get a place together and he actually allowed um, my boyfriend to move in so that he could help. But And that is how um, he saw the knot on my head when I did get punched in the head. And that's why, that's why the, the whole situation went down with the restraining order. And um, it, I mean, it was a godsend because had he not seen it, I wouldn't have had the courage to go to the police. So luckily my dad's, and so when the police were at the house, um, my boyfriend was walking down the street. My dad goes, there he is. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> to say, we were both taken downtown. I had to file the order and he had to go to jail. But I mean, it's, it's laughable now that I've <laughs> passed it, but it was, it was intense. And, and I, and, and I'm not making light of of domestic violence but to be able to overcome it and if anybody anybody listening if they want to talk to somebody they can reach out to me I will I will not tell anybody any information but it's important for people to know that other people go through it and you can come out on the other side and but you also need to have support through it because it is it is challenging and it is scary and that's okay it's okay like I said it is okay to feel those feelings that doesn't mean that you can't do it I'll be sure to um, leave your um, contact information for those of you guys who want to reach out because you should speak up. Absolutely. And, and know that you're not alone and that you don't have to be scared. There's a whole group of people. There's whole, all kinds of resources to help work through it. And, I, and it will be intimidating at first, but it's worth it. It is... <laughs> If I had not, if my dad, I'm telling you, my dad, he was meant to be, my dad had not seen that, I promise you, well, I don't promise, because I don't know for sure, but I am 95% sure that I probably would not be alive today. And I am 100% sure that I would not be where I am today. I'm still here, by the way. I'm just getting a little choked up because it's 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 true, and it I'm is. my dad is my hero, so I completely understand your perspective awesome? on that. They're very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> superheroes, uh, yes, yeah, superheroes. Um, well, we're getting close to the end of this awesome conversation. I wish we can have it for eternity, but you have your awesome children to get to, <laughs> and I have to be back to reality of being a college student and, you know, doing podcasting. So, Absolutely. <laughs> um, do you have anything to say to my listeners before we wrap up? Um, y'all are awesome. I appreciate y'all taking time to listen and I want you to know that you can do whatever you put your mind to. So put your mind there and let's go. Awesome. Well said. Um, thank you for joining me today, Elizabeth. Your story is incredible and 
much love to you and your children during this crazy time of the pandemic absolutely thank you and i appreciate your the opportunity you guys you're awesome so keep keep up the good work my dear (laughs) thanks elizabeth and to all my listeners until next time And thank you for listening to the latest podcast episode of Words of Heart. If you or anyone you know is going through domestic violence, please do not hesitate to contact the phone number listed below in the description or to reach out to my guest, Elizabeth Honrick. Again, we are here to help you and you shouldn't have to go through this alone. Please do not hesitate to reach out.